latest news at eight o'clock this Monday evening on Pure West Radio. From Milford Haven to Mathry for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. A man from Milford Haven has to pay £665 and has lost his licence after admitting he assaulted a police officer and failing to provide a specimen of breath for analysis. 46-year-old Richard Paul John on the Mount Estate assaulted a officer in the exercise of his duty in Milford Haven on October 29th. He also admitted failing to provide a specimen of breath when suspected of drink driving at Haverford West on the same date. He was fined £200 for the assault in order to pay £200 compensation. He must also complete a community order with a 10-day rehabilitation requirement. The owners of a restaurant are appealing for anyone with information on a hit and run to get in touch. The wall outside the Dragon Palace was badly damaged by a hit and run driver on last Friday at around 1.30pm. Photos posted by the restaurant show a corner of the wall smashed away seemingly after an impact with a vehicle. 246 new cases of the coronavirus in the Heweldar Health Board area in the last 24 hours, according to yesterday's figures. The latest data from Public Health Wales showed 152 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 53 in Pembrokeshire and 41 in Ceredigion since the last report on Friday. Across Wales, almost 2.5 million people have had their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine and 2,246,996 have had their second dose and are fully vaccinated. A young resident has spoken out at a recent meeting over the closure of a car park in Haverford West. Senior Pembrokeshire County Councillors Paul Miller, Phil Baker and Guy Woodham faced questions from local residents concerned with the proposed closure of Dew Street Car Park at the Old County Library. The meeting stood out for 25-year-old Lucy, who made a heartfelt plea to improve the top end of town where the swimming pool and library complex used to be. Lucy, who lives on Haverford West Market Street, said, What is there for us at the top end of town? could be so much done to get young people to come in. Christine Evans-Thomas, who runs Adam's Bucket Full of Hope, said the charity would be badly affected, whilst Lindsay, a resident of Mariners Square for over 30 years, has wanted more transparency, saying she left the meeting more anxious than when she came. She said people want to come into Haverford West, to the hotels and businesses, but they are saying, where am I going to get my bus to? Where am I going to park my car? We have no idea of the timings. It comes down to transparency. Heweldar Health Charities has announced that it's selling bilingual Christmas cards in the lead-up to the festive season to help support the local NHS. The cards, which are on sale now, will help support the intensive care units across Pembrokeshire, Carmarthenshire and Ceredigion. Packs of 10 cost £3.95, including delivery, and there are three designs to choose from this year. The Star on Top, Garden Robin and Brass Band by the Tree. To purchase a pack of Christmas cards from the health charities, you can go online to www www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Christmas 21. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Listen live at purewestradio.com Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half on Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. We are live right now on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and on your smart speaker and website. I'm Ben Stone and with Gordon Thomas for company throughout the show this evening, we are kicking things off by looking back on a busy weekend of local and national sport. We're going to start in Cardiff in a few moments where Wales pushed world champion South Africa hard and went down 23-18. If you're watching on the Facebook page, 
page, you'll see an additional face. That's Pure West's afternoon show presenter, Wes Thompson. He was at the game. He'll be joining us. We'll talk to Wes in just a sec to talk us through a battling performance. But where does it leave Wales and head coach Wayne Pivak? We'll look at that and the other autumn internationals, plus two tries from Pembrokeshire's very own Jazz Joyce as the Wales women's side beat Japan yesterday. Also on the show before nine is boxing coach Chris McEwen from the Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club. His mission is to make the sport more inclusive. His club is one of the only clubs catering for disabled people in Wales. It was awarded Club of the Month earlier this year by Paris Sports and we'll find out why Chris's work is changing lives in Pembrokeshire. Uh, work commitments mean we're minus Fraser Watson uh, tonight. We've got a substitute joining us a bit later. Pure West resident golf expert Kim Thomas will be on hand. And with a couple of Premier League managers losing their job at the weekend, we're also going to ask tonight how tough a job is managing at the top level, but also who are some of the best football managers to grace Pembrokeshire, Wales and beyond. You can let us know. But let's crack on uh, with the show. Gordon Thomas, first up. Good evening. How are you? I'm very good, Ben. And how are you? I'm not too bad at all. Um, I watched Tottenham draw nil-nil with Everton uh, yesterday. Well, it was a bit of an improvement, to be fair. A new manager, goalless draw, Tottenham are on the up. Well, Conte taught us how to defend, which is the Italian way, isn't yeah. it? We did, we did look a lot more solid against Everton. Uh, still a bit of work to do. How are you after the Manchester derby, though, Gordon? Oh, we had a stuff in. It was 2-0, to be fair, Ben. City were the better side. It was men against boys stuff, to be honest with you. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do if we're going to get into a top four place. But uh, it's a long season ahead, and will Ollie keep his job, Ben? That's a big... Uh, We'll come to that. I I think probably he will now, actually, but we'll we'll come to that a bit later, um, Gordon. Let's let's get to the rugby, shall we? And and we're going to chat to uh, Wes, who was uh, in Cardiff on Saturday. So we'll get your thoughts on the the game in just a sec. Let's say good evening to uh, Wes Thompson, who does the afternoon show here at Pure West Radio. Uh, He's got his shirt on as well. Uh, Evening, Wes. How are you? I wanted to be accepted tonight, guys. I wanted to be accepted, you know, by Gordon especially. So, so yeah, no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, what a difference a week makes in rugby. I think you'll agree with that. From the battering from New Zealand to basically they were winning. Weren't they winning for about 70 minutes of the game against South Africa? Yeah. And it, it wasn't It wasn't by luck either. It wasn't by luck. They almost yeah. had a game plan, which I thought was amazing. And then I saw, I witnessed something that I still can't actually I can't actually comprehend that someone ran on the field and it was like I'm gonna coin a phrase supporter suicide apparently this guy got bet a friend of his bet him 20 pounds that he wouldn't run on the field okay so there's 73,000 people there why would you want to run on? And that was the only really attempt that Wales had to score a try. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and he ruined it. He absolutely ruined it. And he's been banned from uh, the stadium for life. Yeah. He's, been, he's been kicked out of his club, his local club. So, you know, I mean, when's it, it going to stop? When's well, get it stop get to the main point there, Wes. Did he cost Wales a try or not? Well, I've not seen the replay. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Sam. He said in commentary. He said he wasn't sure if he. But mm. there was there was Lee, uh, there was uh, Liam Williams, Scarlet's boy. Come on, and there was Josh Adams on the wing. I mean, the pace there. They would have. They would have done that. Surely. I've watched the video, Gordon, and, yeah. and Wes is right actually to say that the man who did that has been banned from the the stadium for live for, for running on the pitch. I, I think. You can never, you'll never be able to say whether he cost the try or not. He certainly got in the eye line though, and, and it was just ridiculous behaviour. Yeah. What a, a pathetic yeah. moment! I, I in the have game. seen it, Ben, as well. To be honest, with you, it's absolutely ridiculous. A fan, while while a team is actually attacking as well, and he happens to be a Welsh supporter, it's just bonkers. Yeah. Lost, but let, bonkers. Let, let's talk about on the on the pitch though, and, and Wes, I'll get your thoughts in just a sec. What it was like to be in yeah. the ground, um, Gordon. We've spoken quite a few times on the show about the direction Wales are going yeah. under. Pivak and I think you've been quite supportive of the fact that he's bringing through younger players and giving them an opportunity so I'll be interested what people watching think of this as well Um, was the performance against South Africa some justification for that? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I keep telling you every time, Ben, it's, a, it's you know, Pivak has got to try these players at international level. You won't know what they're going to perform like until they are on the international stage. I have to say on Saturday, Wales played really, really well. And as Wes pointed out, we were leading up until the 70 minute mark. And, um, you know, the game plan was working. Uh, I could say possibly the box weren't at their best on that particular day, but you can only play what's in front of you and Wales certainly did contest a lot better than what they did the week before against the All Blacks I'm sure it is a psychological thing against the All Blacks we haven't beaten them since 53 <laughs> but we can we can turn over the world champion South Africa every now and again and hopefully we'll do it against Australia and Gordon as well as we, I said last week if, you, if you're going to play the All Blacks and you can't pick your best players it's never going to be easy either no, but the autumn, I keep spelling this out to you, Ben. We're never going to have our strongest side at this particular time of the season. It's always the Six Nations that we will be gearing ourselves up to play mm. our best our best 15 mm. and best 23, if you want to say that. But, you know, um, you've got to give these guys a run out on the international stage. I keep repeating myself, but it is important. They will. You don't know what they're going to be, be able to cope with. It's a big, huge atmosphere in uh, the Millennium Stadium. It's, you know, there's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of pressure. You have to be able to cope with all that. And Welsh teams in the past have done well with quite a few Grand Slams mm -hmm. under the Gatland era. And we've always had the, uh, the ability to punch above our weight, to be fair. And we will continue to do that. But it's still a learning process and a learning curve for Pivak and he's building the side towards the World Cup that's uh, important as well Wes in the ground it's brilliant to see supporters back and, and you were one of them and lucky enough yeah. to be there what yeah. was the atmosphere like in the ground and what's the what's the mood towards uh, Pivak and, and the players at the moment so I would say the mood in the ground was it was not fearful but the supporters weren't giving it their all, you know. I don't think maybe they were as drunk as they normally would be at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, kick off. But um, it felt they were holding back. But as soon as it kicked off, as soon as the points were coming, the kicks going over, everyone was getting involved with it there. Um, I, I think um, who who is it? Is twelve? Is it Nip Hopkins? Yeah. No, who's twelve? Yeah. Tompkins. Nip Tompkins. Tompkins. He, English yeah. player. Yeah. He plays for Wales, obviously. Um, he, I thought he's, he had a he's wearing a Welsh shirt like you wear. Yeah, that'll do. That'll English, do. That's fine. Oh, that'll do well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so I thought he had a fantastic game at twelve, and he just was picking the pockets and just going in and stuff. He's from Saracens, right? That's yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. It helps if you're playing. It helps if you're in a team where you, your peers are all absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know? that just ups your game. And I think you you saw um, on Saturday he did that. Uh, what I was a little bit disappointed about was the fact that. We all know that South Africa are going to be massive. And when they walked down the tunnel, everyone was like, is that for real? <laughs> is they, are they really that big? So that was going to happen. But if they're big, eventually they would have slowed down. I would like to have seen the wings used more, like Adams and Reese Samick, because they're fast, the fastest kids mm. alive, you know? I'd mm. love to have seen that. Gordon, I don't know what you thought about that, but I, I yeah. think Gordon's, Gordon's been Wales. a fan of, of Reece Samet ever since the Six Nations I, last I have. I mean, last out, haven't you? Yeah. Wales is a smaller nation, you're quite right, Wes, and we need to spread the ball wide. And we've got very fast wingers. We've got mm. uh, Reece Samet on the wing. We've got Joshua Adams. You've yeah. got uh, Liam as well, who came on. He's pretty sharp as well. So we yeah. do need to spread the ball wide and get the big forwards moving around the park a bit more so we can tire them out that's the idea yeah well let's get some views from people are watching we'll read some of these messages out by, by the end of the show what did you make of wales are they going in the right direction under pivac uh, uh where's fiji next sunday Three fifteen start are you there or do you, do you just go to the big games against the world champions <laughs> uh, um so my actually my last game at um at the principality was um the last game they played last year against Italy, where they won okay. 44-0. So I was there for that game. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait to go to the next ones. Um, so, so no, I won't be there for that one um, because I've got something on. I can't remember what it is. I've got, <laughs> I've got to wash my hair or something. I can't remember what it is. But, um, but yeah, also my wife would divorce me because we've got a small baby. So, you know, we've got, we, we, it's either that or Folly Farm. It's one of the two. I don't know where we're going. Um, so, yeah, so um, I don't think I've 
get any more tickets, but Six Nations, I'm all about that. I can't wait to, to see. Well, listen, if you get your Six Nations tickets, you're going to have to come back on the show now each week and be our, our fan in the ground because we'll, we like your passion, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, listen, thank you very much for, for joining us on the show and telling us about your experience in Cardiff at the weekend. No Brilliant problem, to talk man. to you. Uh, Wes is on Pure West Radio in the afternoons. Uh, back tomorrow from one, Wes. Yeah, what one till doing? four. Perfect. Thanks, Make sure you listen. Good to see you. Excellent And we'll have some of your comments as well on what you made of the, the Wales uh, performance against South Africa. Uh, we've got a really good interview coming up in just a second. Brilliant to talk to Wes. His passion is great. I think people are really enjoying being back in the ground, Gordon, as well. It's good to see. Oh, definitely, Ben. It's been missing. I think the players have missed it as well. It does give you a bit of a, a boost when you're playing to have a, a crowd, especially the size of what they can get into the Millennium Stadium yeah. behind you. And I, I think that did help on Saturday, definitely. Let's just talk local football before we uh, get ready to speak to Chris McEwen from the Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club. I have for West County first up, Gordon. Um, there, there isn't, there's not a, a fixture tougher, really, in the in the Welsh Premier. There hasn't been for many years than, no. than TNS away. Um, and the Bluebirds have been on really good form going into it. They, they were yeah. beaten 6-0 by TNS. Yeah. So th- there'll be some disappointment, but Barry tomorrow on the Oggy Bridge Meadow Stadium, yeah. uh, you feel like they can bounce back. Oh, definitely. Um, I do feel a little bit sorry for the Bluebirds at this moment in time. They've, they've got a beer 11, basically, with academy players on the bench, and they're playing week in, week out, and it's getting really tough. And I, I think Wayne is looking forward to the January transfer market where he can actually hopefully purchase a few more sign-ins to get him through to uh, you know the start of January. Um Tomorrow night is going to be a tough game against uh, Barry Town United. It's all, uh, Gavin Chesterfield, who's manager there, he, he's, uh, he's an astute character. He had a short spell of the Bluebirds, if you remember, Ben, you probably do. Yeah. Um, so um, we we do need to bounce back. Uh, Wayne and uh, the, the coaching staff will, will be well aware of that. I'm just hoping all the players with all their various knocks and bumps can actually produce a 90-minute spell tomorrow that uh, you know brings three points to uh, to the Bluebirds. Yeah, I, I think Wayne will be realistic to know as well. Oh, he always the, is, the, so, the, to be the, fair. The, and their season won't be judged on how they do against TNS away no. at, at the end of it. It'll be those games, no. you know, like the, the wins they've had. Ironically, they only lost 1-0 only a couple of months ago on the Meadow against them. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. They actually took their chances well on Saturday. And uh, hopefully tomorrow night we will see a different outcome. Um, let's just touch on a few other things that happened uh, locally in football, it was the the West Wales Intermediate mm. Cup uh, second round, and we'll just come to that in a sec, Gordon. But I know you wanted to just um, send your condolences, didn't you, for a, a local footballer who, who you played against, who, who passed away? Yeah, it was very sad to see that Haken United had tweeted that uh, Paul Bowen, the former Welsh League uh, star of uh, Milford United, Pembroke Borough, and Halford West in the seventies uh, and eighties, uh, was a cracking defender uh, and a really, really top bloke as well uh, he played a lot of golf at Rose Market uh, in his uh, retired days but I was really saddened to hear that he'd passed away uh, a real gentleman and uh, I say my condolence to his, to all his uh, uh, friends and family and obviously to Haken United Football Club as well yeah, indeed. Yeah, thank you, Gordon. And we pass that on from us all here at, at Pure West Radio as well. Um, locally, for, for some of the Pembrokeshire sides, it was the West Wales Intermediate Cup, um, Gordon. For, for people watching, obviously we've got loads of people watching from Pembrokeshire, but uh, beyond as well. That's quite an iconic cup, isn't it, locally? It is the main cup, to be honest you. Uh, I can remember Haken winning it under uh, Gary Dawes in the 90s. They won it twice in, uh, when he was playing. Uh, and I, I, I've i seen Goodick win it a couple of times. I've seen Johnston win it in 2013. And the last club to win it is Merlins Bridge in 2019. And they are actually the holders, because it hasn't been played, uh, continued since because of COVID. So I actually went to uh, the race course on Saturday and uh, it was quite a bleak afternoon, to say uh, it mildly. <laughs> it was pouring with rain. No stand on the race course, so you, you're battered <laughs> the rain with all the elements. There's no protection. Um, so they ha- actually won 7-2 against uh, Merton Rovers, who yeah. are a Swansea League Division 2 side. So um, the bridge were 
expected to win it and they did win it quite well they were 3-2 up at half time and then ran away with it in the second half Scott Fooney had a, a delightful hat-trick uh, one of his goals was a pearly he scored from the edge of the box top top corner and uh, the bridge have gone through to a round three so uh, and then at uh, Phoenix Park Goodick United beat Moncton yeah, Swiss 9-0. I, I do believe Moncton weren't at full strength, but uh, Goodick can only beat what's in front of them, but they're looking very strong at this moment in time. And uh, a word for Carew as well. Carew, Carew again. Bonamine Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam, Adam, Adam Muscat at five, five and Sam yeah. Christopher four goals as well. So all the Pembrokeshire sides are doing quite well in that. Unfortunately, uh, Haken's game away was... Uh, uh, postponed due to COVID, so um, I believe they're going to try and get that done this Saturday. Okay, yeah. So well done to all of the Pembrokeshire sides who who were in action, and it would be good to see uh, one of them go all the way again, Gordon, wouldn't it? No, no, no doubt about that. It would be nice if, if in two uh, well 2019 Merlin's Bridge played Kiru in the final. It was an all Pembrokeshire final, the only time it's ever happened. But let's be greedy. Let's have it again uh, next season. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, listen, give us your thoughts on anything that's happened over the weekend, uh, in particular that, that Wales-South Africa game. It was good to speak to Wes to kick off the show. Uh, just a few quick memories, actually, then, then we'll, we'll take a moment. But I remember Wales playing South Africa and George North making his debut for Wales. I think that was 2010. And I remember going to the Millennium Stadium then. The atmosphere was phenomenal. And and George North, I think, probably 18 years of age, yeah, making his debut. We'd yeah. seen him play for the Scarlets, so we knew he was something special. But yeah. what a career he'd go on to have. Uh, you remember as well, Gordon, Nigel Davis in 2007. Yeah, I remember him, uh, taking the side down to train down in uh, Hayward Lane in Tembe. And uh, I think you were doing a few interviews. Was it in the Gatehouse, was it? Uh, no, we went to yeah, St Bride's Hotel. Oh, St Bride's Hotel, OK, yeah. where they were staying. I, I remember speaking to Mike Phillips uh, there as well. And Roland Phillips, who uh, is originally from St David's, we were having a chat as well about our Pembrokeshire days while he was coaching the Welsh forwards. Yeah, so some Good great memories. Days. Yeah, South Africa always always an interesting yeah. game against Wales, yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, listen, we've got a great story coming next. Going to chat to Chris McEwen from the Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club about the difference he is making for youngsters in Pembrokeshire. Really looking forward to talking to Chris. And we'll be joined uh, by Kim Thomas as well very soon. It's Monday evening. Uh, Gordon and I keeping your company this evening with Pembrokeshire Properties on Pure West Sport. Some things in life can be a bit of a conundrum and seem to be more trouble than they're worth. But listening to digital radio shouldn't be one of them. Here's a good one. What's so smart about listening on a smart speaker? Well, the answer is actually quite clever. It's a speaker you can talk to, so you can just ask it for your favourite radio shows. Request a station or programme by name and you'll get the live broadcast or the most recent episode. There's no searching by frequency and you can cook in the kitchen or dance doing the housework to whatever you've asked your speaker to play. Quite smart for a speaker. Find out more at getdigitalradio.com. Love Radio. Go digital. Introducing MyPems, the online marketplace for independent sellers in Pembrokeshire. Looking to take the hassle out of marketing and selling your products online? Want to reach new audiences or customers whilst being part of a bigger community of local businesses and retailers? Then check out mypems.com. We're only a click away and could be the answer to taking the stress out of selling your products online. So whether you're a shop, an independent artist or maker, connect direct with customers and join a growing movement looking to buy locally at MyPems. For the perfect solution, contact Lillian and the team at MyPems.com. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. 
eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Monday evening and it's Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties right here on Pure West Radio. Live on the Pure West Facebook page and on the website and on your smart speaker, you are very welcome to the show. Uh, really good to kick off with some uh, talk about the, the rugby and, and that Wales performance against South Africa. Uh, we're also going to have a look at the fact that another couple of Premier League managers uh, lost their job over the weekend. Uh, not only going to Solskjaer, Gordon, you're smiling, but a couple of others did. It's a tough job at the moment, isn't it, managing in the Premier League? Yeah, it, it really really is isn't it you've got to be in the the top half of the uh, table before christmas if you you're going to keep your job unless you're Oli uh, Gunnarsolska uh, we got rid of tottenham's manager and now uh, he's holding on to his for, for uh, how long i don't that. know i'm delighted about that because conte i think is going to be outstanding uh, also with us this evening is uh, kt kim thomas we're going to talk golf before uh, nine o'clock and katie's going to join us for the, for the rest of the show kim evening to you good evening ben how are you yeah, very good, thank Excellent. you, and great to have have you with us uh, this evening. But let's go to our next guest on the show right now, and, and this is a, a brilliant story. Uh, Chris McEwen is chairman of the Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club, and they are doing some fantastic work uh, for youngsters in Pembrokeshire. They've actually recently uh, opened up the club uh, for free, for free sessions on a Thursday for, for people with disabilities. We're going to find out more about this story. Chris, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Thank you so, so much for having me on. Um, first of all, just tell us about the sessions you're doing on a Thursday, because I'm, I'm keen to hear about this, and then, then we'll find out a bit more <clears throat> about the history of the club. But for people watching, Chris, t- tell us what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Right, so every Thursday, we run a free 
uh, disability boxing session. So for all abilities, for all abilities coming in. So I start at four o'clock from four to five and I work with six-year-olds um, with autism and that runs for an hour. And then from five to six, I work on my junior session. And again, with I, I've got a whole manner of different disabilities there. I've got Down syndrome, I've got cerebral palsy, I've got um, spina bifida, I've got um, one kitty who's uh, got cancer, and there's one that who's uh, deaf, and so very others. And then I've got my senior session, again, very much a complete mixed bag, uh, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, lower limb amputee, upper limb amputee. Uh, but for me, what it is about, yes, it's giving a little bit back to them, but when they come to our club, that dis stays at the door. So it's about the ability, it's about the person coming through and they just get to come in and just just box away. It's a beautiful thing. I, I love boxing. I've, I've been involved with boxing for 30 years and I've said it many a times when I thought I couldn't love boxing anymore. We're now doing this and it's just gave me a newfound love for it. Gordon, come in, in yeah, just one um, what, Chris, what, what give you the idea to actually bring in people with disabilities into boxing? Because it, it's a tough world, boxing. But it, there's a lot of disciplines in boxing, and it teaches you a lot of discipline, respect, and the you know uh, the training is quite tough as well. But uh, what, why did you include the people that aren't usually included, which is a great idea? So the first thing for me is that. I don't know many other sports for people with disabilities mm. with such a range of disabilities that can be in the same room at the same time doing the same sport. Yeah. And it's, it's all down to a lot of it is cognitive. It, yeah. You, you know, you could be anywhere. I could be in a gym. I could be in a front room through, uh, through lockdown. We did a lot of zoom videos, uh, through amateur boxing clubs yeah. and to our people with disabilities. So for me, when I got involved in this, there's there's a lot of organisations that believe that because disability boxing hasn't been so like, put into uh, the, uh, the Paralympics as of yet, yeah. yet so yeah. they think that yeah. they're doing it and yeah. they've put the flag on the moon. So for me... It's about doing it correctly and going through mm. the proper channels. So we work uh, with Welsh Boxing. Uh, Welsh Boxing have been fantastic. They've been very supportive uh, with my whole journey. Sport Wales have been, oh, my God. Disability Sport Wales have been monumental. Uh, Angela Miles, I, I cannot thank her enough. She she is like my, my oracle, my go-to. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got Sport Pembrokeshire. So I am such a lucky man. It must be it, it must be incredibly rewarding, Chris. And you, and you mentioned there about some of the um, the, the youngsters who are, who are coming into to the club and, and taking part, and you're working with. It, what's that feeling like when you you see their development and you, and you see them really enjoying it and getting results? That must be incredible as, as a coach. Uh, do, do, do you know what? Uh, and I'm just saying this. Sometimes I feel greedy because I get. I mean, I love boxing. I'm in the club for like five days a week, and unless we got competition. Um, but Thursday is my favourite day. It, it's like my weekend day. It's just amazing because, again, watching their journeys and I'm starting to get reports from their doctors. So I've got – there's certain things – this is one of the main reasons why I, I got into this is because for certain children with disabilities – when they are in mainstream schooling, depending on their disability, they might not be able to partake in physical exercise. So they miss out. And that, that's not fair. Sports should be enjoyed and embraced and loved by all. You know, and there, there is some fantastic organisations out there. There really, truly is. But I just wanted to give something back to my community. You know, so, so Henry Tudor School was the first school to let me in there. So I am probably one of the only coaches in Wales who actually teaches disability boxing in schools. So I teach it in uh, Henry Tudor School. They have been fantastic for me. Um, 
Moncton, I've just started in Moncton Primary School. And again, I've, the response I've had from them is just joyous. And like you mentioned earlier, is that is that discipline. Yeah. When yeah. That, that relationship between um, the boxer and the coach is when you've got a football team, it, it's one thing they can run into a boxing coach it's like you're putting yourself in their hands you know their oh, safety yeah and you're just like i've got your back and that's yeah. a relationship that's the discipline that boxer gives and from that we we've just completed a very successful police program um we did for county lines and that's going to run again so we don't just do the disability we we work with the police as well so it's fantastic. Let me just let me bring Kim in in, in the studio in, in Hanford West. Katie. Hi, Chris. Congratulations on your project. It sounds fantastic. Um, I've been involved in the English Disabled Golf Association, both uh, as a coaching and also um, commentating on some of their tournaments, which is equally uh, rewarding. Um, I just wonder the differences between uh, the practical differences, because obviously golf is a measured non-contact uh sport where you prepare and the ball is stationary etc here we are with boxing people are hitting each other so what special you know uh, what special uh, abilities do you have to have as a coach to control that right so that is just it straight away so for anybody who doesn't know what we do as 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 my coach as as uh, my organization not only have i got pembroke boxing club i've also got my sister company which is great britain disability boxing right. where we support and promote other organizations who use boxing as sort of like a tool for exercise is that they hear the word disability boxing and they're like oh my god this is barbaric and it's no just watch the video see what we're doing because yeah. what it is they're so each one of my guys will come in and it depends on the individual. You adapt to them. Nobody is punching each other. And everyone, anybody who comes into any boxing club, and it doesn't matter what your ability, the first thing you do is sign a code of conduct. Right. right? So every one of my boxers that come through my door has to fill out a medical questionnaire first. So it lets me know about their ability and their disability. It lets me know about their medication. It also lets me know of a point of contact in the event of emergency. In my uh, family pack, there's straight away the list of doctors that are just around the corner from us, hospital, ambulance, uh, fire exit points. So it's all that basic detail. So when it comes to the actual boxing side of it, it's more boxer size. Right. So yeah. they're coming in and they're doing bag work. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing certain boxing drills but nobody's hitting each other no okay. you have the pads do you have the pads yeah they, they do pad work and they get uh, the, the reason i ask is the reason i ask is because so my my wife started doing it um with pt about a year ago and lockdown happened um, and her pt couldn't come so i had to wear the pads and let me tell you um kim and gordon and chris will know i was shattered by the <laughs> i felt like i'd done a cardio workout because i, yeah. I was taking it but it, it and it's true that the, the the, the kind of the workout levels when you're doing the, those sort of things are absolutely brilliant for, for just general fitness, aren't they? Let, can I just, just jump in? There's two more things I wanted to ask Chris and, and, and Gordon and Katie as well, and w- whilst we're here as well. And the one thing, and, and we should say huge congratulations, and, and I know this is something you're really proud of, Chris. You, you, you won a Parasport Award, didn't you, um, earlier on this year? Yeah, so we was the only amateur boxing club in the whole of Great Britain to receive a Parasport Award. So the Parasport is the sister company of the Paralympics. So it's the British version and it promotes um, disability sports within all local areas. And we had the the triple gold medal, Alad Davis from Tokyo and the current SAS star come down to our club. So Parasport come down, uh, Sportsbeat came down. They'd done some filming. They interviewed mm-hmm. my guys. Again, I can forward you guys the video link so you get to actually see when we say disability box and what they're actually doing. And when you see it, it's like that just makes sense. What, what does that mean, sense. though, Chris, for, for you and your team to be recognised in that way? Because I said you you were proud of it, and, and it's brilliant for Pembrokeshire to to see you on oh. the map like that. I like, like say, look, one of my biggest things, like say, I. 
Obviously, you can tell by my accent. I'm not from originally around it, from Portsmouth originally, uh, ex-forces. And yeah. I met my wife. She's from Pembrokeshire. And I moved to Pembrokeshire, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I cannot promote all Big Up Wales more if I tried. And I know for a fact, in my heart, I would not be where I am now if it wasn't through the fantastic community sport and the support from other Welsh organisations that's yeah. got me to where I am now. So regarding the acknowledgement of uh, the award, for me, I was just proud for my guys because it's not about me, it's about them. It, it's about them being seen, it's about them being heard. And then hopefully, just hopefully, there's a child out there who has missed out on that opportunity that will get to see it and think, do you know what, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't know many sports. And again, with what, what I love about what we do, we again we we've got mental health um, boxing groups. Uh, we do uh, boxing with veterans as well. I'm a veteran myself. But with my guys with disabilities, depending on their disability, is they get to beat their pain away. And I I hear that so so much. I mean, I I mentioned earlier that. I've got younger, I won't say what she said. Um, she's 12, and when I turn around, there, some people, they walk into your gym, and you're like that, yeah, they're just there for fitness, and there's other people, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. They've, <laughs> they've got it, they've yeah. got it. And this girl, oh, the movement, the timing, a punch, a brilliant, beautiful boxer. And I turned around, I said, listen, we, we've got to speak to your mum, we've got to see about getting you carded. So getting you carded, you have to, uh, we send that away, goes to Welsh Boxing, comes to us, we get medical, and then we, we see about fights and matching me accordingly. She turned around and she went, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'd be allowed to, due to what I put down on my finger. So why? And she went, because since I was born, I, I've been fighting cancer. I've been fighting cancer. All her life, she'd been fighting cancer. She's 12, 12. And she turned around and she went, do you know what I love about this sport? I went, go on. And she went, can I swear? And I, I promise, boys, I won't swear. Mm. She, she turned around and she went, when, when I hit that bag, I get to say, F you, cancer, F you. And I don't know any other sport where you can actually beat your pain away. And I don't think there's anything more powerful than that. And like I say, I've, I've got kids... Um, with cerebral palsy you can only use one side there's one lady please 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 check her out lady called shannon and she was a young girl and she was involved in a hit and run and she is it's left her um severely brain damaged um she's in a wheelchair now uh, she has she communicates only by speaking spell by keyboard and she can only really use uh, like her left hand side so when she came into the club she, in an electric wheelchair with her mum, the mum was like, ah, can she watch? Went, oh, my God. I said, do you want to put a glove on? And she typed in, yes, please. I was like, ah, right. So I sat down in the chair and I said, right, hit that there, hit that there, hit that there, hit that there. And she did, every single one. I went, you can do it. And don't let anybody ever tell you you can't do nothing. What a fantastic message. Hey, Chris, uh, I have to say you're a special person as well. Yeah. To deal with, uh, you know, all disabilities, it takes a certain type of person to do that. Yeah. And you are doing a fantastic job. And I applaud you, mate. Fantastic. Keep yeah. it up. Listen, if there's anyone watching, Chris, or listening, who wants to find out more about the club, maybe come along and have a look at a session. What's the best way to do that? Oh, well, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook. You can find Chris McEwen. You can find me with my uh, Great Britain Disability Boxing page. You can find me with uh, Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club. And it's got all my details on there. So you can get in contact with me there, like, you know. And look, look say, I mean, I could shout out people all the time. I mean, I'm lucky, look, say, I've promoted Wales and everything. But we've actually got organisations from England watching what we're doing in Wales and going, wow. This is something special. A company called Boxwise, and they they support and promote amateur boxing clubs, and they send you some merchandise and they help promote you all over social media. And they they've been fantastic support for me. But and that's just been through the power of social media. So it's a powerful, powerful tool. I'm lucky. But regarding 
me being special, I've got my own disability. Um, I was, I had an accident at work, so it, it's left me. Um, with my my right leg is is not in the best shape, and I've got bipolar, uh, which I'm very open about. I talk very openly, so I, I seem very erratic or very excitable. So, so please don't be alarmed. Uh, Chris, um, listen, nothing to apologise to us about. You've been absolutely brilliant. Um, thank you for everything you do, not just coming on the show tonight, but thank you for everything you're doing for, for young people in Pembrokeshire, because you should be very, very proud of that. And it's a pleasure to talk to you this evening on the show. Thank you. And will thank you come you back so on, because there's loads more we can talk to you about, and we'll yeah, do that again definitely. in the future. Gentlemen, but thank, thank you, you so, much so, for your time. so much. What an absolute pleasure and an honour. Thank you. No problem at all. And listen, we will share that video on the Facebook page again because that interview is one well worth watching. Chris McEwen uh, from the Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club. We will take a moment and we'll be back for the final part of Pure West Sport next. Join us every Monday evening on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with Pembrokeshire Properties. All the very latest sports news from around the county as well as views, guests and gossip from our award-winning panel. Join us every Monday between 7 and 9pm. Pure West Sport proudly sponsored by Pembrokeshire Properties. Buy or sell your next house with a truly local, fast-growing property agent. Pembrokeshire Properties. Welcome home. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. Castle Hot Tubs are Wales' largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire, offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk. A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Who's in the Hot Tub for your chance to win Castle Hot Tubs the friendly company big enough to cope small enough to care Oh, Loch Farm Ice Cream handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana blackberry chocolate Coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream.
It's Emily Sunday and Heaven on Pure West Radio. Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. Inspirational talking to uh, Chris McEwen, chairman of the Pembroke and Pembroke Dock Amateur Boxing Club. Um, Gordon, you think of the guests we've had on the show over the last year or so. Um, just the passion he spoke with about boxing and about what he's doing. And it's almost more than sport, the work he's doing, isn't it? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, you know, it's difficult to work with uh, the disability uh, people, but we need him to be inclusive and he's doing a fantastic job down in uh, Pembroke Dock uh, uh, Boxing Club and the stories that he came out with there Ben were fantastic they were really heart rendering some of them and it's brilliant to see uh, the kids uh, taking on board going there enjoying the sessions and uh, long may it continue. And, and KT, um, you, you mentioned as well that, that some of the work you've done uh, previously with uh, disabled youngsters in, in your sport, which is golf, uh, both coaching and commentary. Yeah, I did some of, some of my previous clubs where I'd get people coming along on certain times of the week and it opened up their eyes to a whole new activity that they never thought they'd be able to participate in. Uh, not just people like amputees, but paraplegics, people in wheelchairs. I had one guy, he was in a wheelchair with just one arm. And, and he hit the ball like 200 yards. It was wow. just ter- terrific, you know. And I was also lucky to have uh, commentated on some of the English Disabled Golf Association championships where you get all sorts of things uh, on the screen which you have to talk about, and it's just a joy. Just they're, they're wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. With, with yeah. Incidentally, a, a, a sort of a, very much a black humour amongst each other, by the way, about disabilities, which I won't go into, but really, really funny. Yeah, I bet, I bet coaching and commentary was, was really good to have done. It was, yeah. uh, we couldn't get you on tonight, Kim, without mentioning, obviously, Fraser's not here uh, this evening. He, he's working, I'm, I'm afraid, but he did ask me to ask you. Uh, he wrote an article in his day job uh, last week, and he sent me the link through and said, you need to ask KT about this. Um, and, and it was the story that, that Greg Norman is uh, looking to launch, basically, a, a super league of golf now uh, Gordon will remember that the night we spoke about the European Super League in football yeah. and thing, things got a bit passionate that night um, what's this about Kim? Well as you probably know the two main tours in the world of golf are the PGA Tour in America by far the biggest and the European Tour which is a slightly more global tour we play all around the world um, and the European Tour used to be uh, in conjunction with the Asian Tour as well running co-sanctioned events now, they're not anymore, so the Asian Tour now have just been, well, for want of a better word, bought by Saudi investors because they're going to invest, and this is going to happen, in 2022, uh, $200 million to sponsor 10 events on the Asian Tour. Obviously, the Asian market is massive with regard to viewership, so they'll have no problem with the broadcasters taking it on because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great new... Uh, Philip for the Asian tour but this is a precursor to what you're talking about which is the Super League which probably if it goes on at all will be 2023 uh, because there's a lot of stuff to, to, to discuss that'll be a limited field of say 40 elite golfers shall we call them the, the DeChambeau's and Mickelson's of this world who are um, doing what they call a, um, a wheelbarrow event every every month yeah. a wheelbarrow yeah. full of cash just yeah. to turn up <laughs> yeah. and, 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 yeah. and compete in a league format over the season but of course that's against the wishes a breakaway wish it's against the wishes of the PGA Tour yeah. and the European Tour so currently top players cannot compete in that Super League whatever you want to call it without the permission of the main two tours mm. there's the stumbling block the other thing that's sorry to go on a bit, but no, the, no, no, yeah, the other thing that's important is the PGA Tour can then make sure that those guys, if they go for it, go for the money. In other words, can't compete on the PGA Tour or the European Tour. Can't compete in majors because the RNA will back them up on this, and the, the Masters is different. But the, the RNA will say you can't play in the Open if you play in this league. So uh, and Ryder Cup, they won't be able to play Ryder Cup either. So those guys will be going out on a limb big time if they go for it, if they go for the money. We're talking about probably $30, $40 million a, a turn-up. Will it happen? Um, I don't think so, because the ramifications of it in world golf would be too much, I think. He's tried it once before, way back in the mid-90s, Greg Norman. He's very much his own man, remember? Strong-minded individual. Uh, he knows what he wants. Uh, whether he get it, I don't know. But massive money, you know, the, the, mm. it's, it's, it's an endless pot, bottomless pot the, uh, the Saudis mm. have got. And uh, they're, they're trying to put themselves on the world map for tourism, sport washing, they're calling it, where they're putting ladies' tournaments on, 
uh, forgetting about the human rights records and all the rest of it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, just, no, by the way. Saying. Don't get yeah, political that, now, Kevin. But that's well, no. another show, I, <laughs> I think, can't help it? It. It's, 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 it's a fair point. Um, okay, that's, that's one we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on. And yeah. Fraser's actually sent a, a follow-up question in, and I'm going to keep that. Maybe we'll get you back on next week to talk a bit more about that, because I know it's a topic he's really yeah. interested in. What, what we should say, though, before, the, before we finish the show and hand over to KT, um, Jazz Joyce, we're, we're big supporters of jazz, aren't we? Uh, Pembrokeshire Flyer, Gordon, she she starred for the, the Welsh women's side. They beat Japan uh, yesterday, and it's a great place to end the show, actually, because that was such a significant moment for Wales and, and the women's side, wasn't it? Oh, brilliant. I mean, they hadn't won for, a, I think it was about a good 12 months or so. It was probably a bit longer, but I won't be too disrespected to the Welsh women's side. And Jazz Joyce played a full-back, not on the wing, and she scored two tries. And uh, I did see the footage, and one of the tries was superb. She only needs half a yard, and she's gone. She's electric, so quick. And she actually put in one thumping tackle. That they she's amazing. as well. She's amazing for a, a small girl. Uh, you know, she's strong, she's quick, very athletic. And the most important part we were talking about, Ben, was they are now going to have contracts with the Welsh women. The WRU uh, have seen sense and started uh, the ball rolling by, I think it's offering, is it full, 10 full time contracts? You were telling me off air. Was it 10 full? Yeah, ten, I think 10 full time and then some retainer contracts. Yeah. I think this is. Yeah. Will, that we'll pick up again next week and, and hopefully get someone to come and explain this for us. Yeah. It's a step forward. It's good news. It's, it's moving the right direction. Probably still more work to do, though, Gordon, I'd say, but, but a, a good bit of news, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, England beat New Zealand for the second time, the women, uh, yesterday, and they, they, they emphatically beaten them twice. And uh, they, they've got pro contracts, and they, they're ahead of us by probably a decade in that respect. Yeah. But at least least now Wales are starting to uh, understand and now move forward with it by giving the girls contract so that they can actually prepare and everything else that comes with rugby instead of juggling it with work and everything else. So yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a great move. Great move. Good stuff. And I think Pembrokeshire was well represented in, in that Wales side um, that, that won yesterday against Japan. No doubt about that. Uh, well, Katie is standing by because the mood train is uh, on the way in just a few moments' time. Uh, Kim, you're all ready to go. Uh, just a few comments that we've had. Jackie Perkins says, uh, thanks to Chris. Uh, your guest he does so much in the community especially for boxing uh, peter fantastic guest would love to have heard more from him uh, kerry well done christopher McEwen. Uh, keep up the good work that was an interview i don't think i'll ever forget this show i think is all about giving people who are passionate a voice to talk about their sport and didn't he uh, just sum that up for us this evening i thought that was fantastic uh, gordon katie thank you for being with me this evening i've thoroughly enjoyed your company uh, gordon i'll see you next week katie i think we might have to get you back on next week as well because mm. Fraser sent through a barrage of questions twist my arm to talk about the golf <laughs> yeah I, I think we, i think we might well